One of the great things I love about being a digital entrepreneur is the relationships I build with other digital entrepreneurs who are of like mindedness and who do similar work as I. And I don't even consider them as competition, but compliments to my business. This week, I get to interview friend and colleague A.J. Adams, who affectionately calls himself the king of brand attraction. And we're going to be talking about releasing the shiny object syndrome, seven things you don't need to build a profitable personal brand. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year to you. We are in 2020, and I'm excited to be with you again for Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. And this week, I have a great guest who I met some time ago, and he and I have been colleagues in this movement of digital marketing and personal branding for, you know, four or five, maybe six years now. And so my guest today is AJ Adams. And here is a little bit of information about him. Broke janitor to CEO and personal brand strategist to multimillionaire entrepreneurs, celebrities, and $100 million brands, A.J. Adams is proof of the power of creating influence. He has also built a personal brand with over 125,000 followers across social media, more than 20 9 million impressions, and his content has reached in excess of 15 million people worldwide. In addition to his business success, AJ is an international best-selling author of two books and a dynamic speaker on the topics of personal branding, authority, positioning, and motivation. AJ also hosts the Brand Domination Show, I like that name, a top 200 ranked podcast on iTunes where he interviews top entrepreneurs and reveals powerful insights and actionable strategies to help listeners dominate in their brands, lives, and businesses. And so without us prolonging this, let us go ahead and welcome AJ Adams to Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. What's up, AJ? What's going on, Markeith? Glad to be here. Glad for you to be on the show. And so I gave that brief summary of who you are, but, you know, I always like for my guests to introduce themselves and give us a little bit more insight about how you show up in the world. Yeah, so I am known as the king of brand attraction. Uh, and because I built a personal brand and leveraged that to attract uh, the opportunities that I've had from speaking on stages to business partnerships, uh, personal branding and leveraging the power of social media is what took me from being that broke janitor to getting on stages and getting paid to speak. And that evolved into coaching other speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs, launching an agency a few years ago. And uh, since then, we've just continued to grow, make greater impacts, create influence, and help our clients uh, go to the next level. Uh, and that's my passion, is helping expert entrepreneurs expand their influence so they can build their empire. And, you know, that is what we both have in common. I was talking to you before the show started about, you know, there's this whole uh, new trend of 
experts in um, whether they be the corporate world or in the entrepreneur world who have developed a level of expertise in their craft and the things that they do. However, they lack the influence, you know, they lack the visibility, right. they lack uh, people knowing what they do on that expert level. And people like you and I are in place to, to help transition them from expert to influence because they are two different things. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, why would, how, how is it that someone can be an expert, but not an influencer? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the idea of influence is, it really isn't new. It, it's, it's, as you know, it's something that's been around for a long time before right. social media, before the internet. If you were an expert, you would speak at colleges, for example, uh, universities, you would publish books, a lot of the same things we do now. But now there's more noise because more people, more average people have access to get attention through the internet and through social media. So even though you're an expert, if you really want to have influence, you've got to get people to know you. Because there, there's an old saying, it's not who you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, now in the digital age, it's not just what you know, it's who you know, and it's who knows you. Who knows you, that's good. So you, building a personal brand, it's really about positioning yourself to be seen and be heard and then understanding how to, whether you want to call it, uh, to niche down where you are, you're the expert authority in a specific space. So mm -hmm. you and I both work in the personal branding space, but the services you offer and the expertise you offer are slightly different than what I offer. Mm -hmm. I focus on a different aspect, which is why we can, we're both having success working with clients doing much of the same work. You work more with the executives. I work more with the, the CEOs and the, mm -hmm. you know, influencers. Right, 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 right. And, and hey, and there's enough room uh, for every everyone at the end Absolutely. of the day. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And knowing that there's enough room for everyone, the whole idea of establishing your personal brand is for the purposes of people understanding what it is that you do in the overall big picture of the marketplace, right? Right. Um, talk a little bit about, as I am growing in influence, how important is it then for my personal brand to be niched in a specific area? I have my expertise and now I'm wanting to gain greater visibility as an expert in that particular area. But does my expertise in a way need to be a little bit more niche? Should it be broad? Or should it be down the middle of the road? You know, how do I really begin to gain that influence around a particular aspect of what it is that I do? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And it's a really important question because this, that question there and the answer or lack thereof is what keeps so many would-be influencers from having the influence that they could. And if they don't have the influence, they're not going to make the impact and they won't have the income that they're striving for. So I use an illustration when I'm, when I'm coaching someone, I call it the inverted triangles. So if you imagine two triangles, you've got a triangle at the bottom and you've got a triangle at the top. One is flipped over the top of the triangle represents having a specific expertise. It's very niche. Uh, you teach, for example, you teach speakers how to tell their story better. Then you look at the bottom of the triangle, the wider part. That's if you have a broad topic. You, For example, personal branding is a broad topic. Right. What you have to learn to do is take your broad topic and find specific places you can apply that. So mm -hmm. teaching personal branding as a broad topic to um, coaches, teaching it to executives, teaching it to uh, realtors. If you have right. a specific expertise like storytelling, you can teach storytelling 
to a large audience. There's lots of different places you can do that. So you have to figure out, is your expertise very specific or is it broad? If it's specific, find how you can apply that broadly. And if it's broad, look for places you can apply it specifically. And when it comes to uh, trying to niche niche down, um, you've what I teach is you have to develop an expert methodology, mm-hmm. meaning there's a specific method, framework, formula, um, recipe that only you have and that you own. So for me, that's the D6 method. I created mm-hmm. the D6 method. That's what inspired the name of my agency, D6 Media. And it's what I've used in building every brand that I've built, including my own. No mm-hmm. one else can claim the D6 method. So when I sell, when I'm pitching to a potential client, I'm not selling them on just the idea of building their brand. I'm selling them on building their brand using my specific method. Mm-hmm. And this is why my specific method works better than anyone else. Right. And that's good. And so the whole idea of a personal branding is broad and, and, and helping uh, those whom you help to gain that greater influence and greater visibility. Right. However, your method is what's niche. Nobody else has that D6 method. Nobody else uh, teaches it the way that you teach it. Nobody else uh, has the process in which you go about taking exactly. your clients through in order for their uh, in order for them to grow in influence. And so that's very key in understanding that it's not necessarily true that you have to be niched as it pertains to the type of service that you provide, but the way about you help people with the service can right. be or the process or uh, the series of classes that they go through or whatever mm-hmm. principles that you use can be very specific to your brand and your business. That's really good. Right. And one of the key things also for listeners to understand about niching down is that the reason you have to do it is because if you're working with clients all over the place, and I've made this mistake, you're working with clients who are in different industries or verticals it's different process. So if I do branding for a corporate client versus a personal brand client, the process is different. But if I just stick to the D6 method, which is what Mm -hmm. I've created, I can apply that exact same process, exact same strategy to every client, which means I'm getting consistent results, a consistent workflow. That's, That's why it's so important to niche down who you're working with. And you can work with lots of different people. You either have to niche down to the type of client or niche down to the, your expert methodology. I recommend the expert methodology because then you can take that across different industries and it applies the same way. That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, my coach taught it to us as our, our hug, you know, our hug. It's like your signature process to right. you helping your clients. That's, that's really good. And so those of you who are listening uh, today and you're, you're looking at your business and you're looking at, uh, what it is that you want to do, ask yourself, what is my signature process? What is that process that I have that only I do to help my clients in whatever area of expertise you're helping them in? So that is really good. And so talk to us a little bit about how you utilize your own process to start to gain the influence that you need for your own personal brand, that that you kind of leveraged and implemented uh, for your own business and personal brand? Yeah, so I'll explain what the process is real briefly. The D6 method is six phases. And these are really, these are not 
six phases that you complete and then you're done. This is really something you, uh, ongoing process. Uh, so the first is discover. This is really digging into the story. And what I teach is to create three pillars of your story, the mess, the miracle, and the mission. Um, and if we had time, I would go into all that, but that's the discover piece, the story. Then determine, this is where you identify what your unique value proposition is, how you can uniquely position yourself in terms of the value you can deliver and for whom you can deliver that value. A uh, third is develop. This is where you create a content strategy. And I teach something called content funneling to cultivate someone from being a stranger to being a, uh, what Pat Flynn calls a super fan who will buy your products and promote you. Uh, then deploy, identifying the right social media channels, platforms uh, for your business and for your brand at any given time where you're deploying your content and capturing the attention of your target audience. Uh, then deepen, this is where we focus on list building, community building, and the strategies and uh, the softwares, the technology, all of the back end of doing that. And then finally dominate. How do you build a billion dollar network? How do you leverage everything you've done to grow your network, build relationship, what I call relationship equity, so that you can attract those opportunities. I developed that because that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I went through those phases and I continue to go through those phases at different stages in my business and really ongoing to uh, continue reaching my target audience, building relationships. Right now, I'm very heavy into podcasting. Mm -hmm. I'm growing my network through podcasting. I'm building those relationships, creating content, leveraging other people's platform by giving them value. And in terms of social platforms, I'm heavy on LinkedIn. And that's been working mm -hmm. phenomenally well. Yeah. Uh, and there's, then there's, there's technology uh, behind that. There's softwares that I use to automate a lot of the processes because you really want to build a machine. Your brand runs on a, what I like to call the money-making marketing machine. What's the backend processes? the software, the automation that keeps it going. It's not just about being pretty. Right. You've got a, you're building a business. That's good. That's good. And I like what you're talking, you're, where you're going as far as the processes and building a business and, and systems. But I wanted to kind of stay, stay here for a little bit because you talked about in, even in me reading your bio, you went from broke janitor to CEO, right? There was right. A, process of you establishing your brand from being a janitor to someone who trusted you enough to work with them as an mm. entrepreneur or trusted you enough to uh, work with a hundred million dollar brands. What did that look like? You know, what were some of those steps that you took mm. from being a janitor to being a trusted uh, brand personality, being a, a trusted business to help other companies and other people with their brand? So the key thing, and I'll break down the steps, but the key thing is relationship. Uh, I'm a big believer, and I'll fight this to the death. Relationship is the true currency of business. If you want the green currency, you want the money, you've got to learn to build relationships. So that's what I did. I was building relationships by adding value to others, whether it was when I was a youth pastor at a church or uh, clients or for organizations I was speaking at. It was about relationship. And then the way that I executed that was first, I started building an audience. I knew I wanted to get on stages at the time as a speaker, which is where I started. And that's where we met. I wanted to get on stages. So I started leveraging the, the places where attention was, which was social media. I started growing a following on uh, Instagram. I started pro promoting content, sharing value. And I was in the motivational space. So I would share motivational content 
And then I had backend things running. I had automation. I had, I was using the tools and technology to mm -hmm. continue to cultivate attention as I was creating this content. I was also creating content on YouTube. And as I was growing my following, then I started reaching out to different events where I could speak that I knew were the right audience, <clears throat> which at the time for me was uh, middle school, high school and colleges. Mm -hmm. And as I would reach out, then they would see my online presence. They would see the size of my following. They would see my content. And I was giving them enough to sample. And I like to call this a free sample strategy with, with content. This is why free content is so important. I, they would see my content and they would know he has a message. He's got a story. He's got people right. who are following him. They could see the users engaging with my content, leaving, leaving uh, comments. So from there, I was able to leverage that once I got on the phone with them or through an email, I would direct them to social media, to my website, which I built. And it was horrible. I don't know if you saw my early website. It was just, it was bad. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was, but it got me booked. Um, then I also leveraged relationships uh, with a friend of mine who was a youth pastor to let me come in one night to their youth group and give a motivational talk uh, slash sermon. And I recorded it on video. That became my demo video. So I just started putting the pieces in place Right. From social media following to leveraging relationships to uh, get a demo video recorded, then reaching out and giving those potential speaking engagements something to look at to see that I was legit, that I actually had a story. And again, it was not well done. It was very, very janky, uh, <laughs> not impressive at all, uh, not anything compared to what I have now, but it worked because it was based on giving value. And from there, I started getting booked. I'd reinvest into my business, improve things. And it just continued to grow from there. So you you had to start somewhere, right? And then you yeah, you you utilize what you already had. Absolutely, absolutely. Leverage the relationships. If if you want to be a speaker, start telling people that you want to speak. Uh, you have relationships, and this is where so many people uh, entrepreneurs get it wrong. They don't leverage the relationships they have. Give right. value, cultivate relationships. Their relationships right now that I can tap into. Um, opportunities that have come my way through relationships that I didn't ask for because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm consistently and strategically investing in different relationships. That's good. That's good. Consistently and strategically investing in relationships. I tell people all the time that relationships do matter. However, more importantly, the right relationships really matter. Right. Absolutely. Because I could have a lot of relationships. I could be the most popular person, you know, in the room. But are those relationships the right ones I need in order to grow my business, in order to grow my brand? And so it's important to know that you should be intentional. You should be uh, intentional about really making right relationships that you you provide value to, but that you also receive value back. Absolutely. And, and it's just that it's a, it's an investment. You're investing in relationships and good. the difference between a good and a bad investment is the strategy with which you invest. What's the return right. that you're getting? And I look at every relationship like that. There are some relationships I invest in and it's a minimal return. There are other ones that are long, long-term investments. Mm -hmm. uh, every person I look at, how do I give value and how do I, how do I get value? And you have to be strategic with your time. I can't give to everyone. So I don't. Uh, this last quarter of 2019, you know, we're, it's January 2nd now as we're recording this, I cut people out of my life because mm. those investments were, weren't yielding a return. Uh, yeah. They were people that 
I wasn't able to give real value to because they just mm-hmm. weren't in a place or there were people who were taking energy from me in a negative way. Clients included business partners and I cut them out. That's good. That's good. Good. Good information. Great, great, great information. And so as we, you know, talk about this whole idea of personal branding, and if I wanted to be a coach, if I want to be a speaker, if I want to be a consultant, I'm launching a brand new brick and mortar business. Are the principles the same for me to grow my influence and and gain visibility? Or would they be different for uh, the different aspects of of, or avenues that people may want to go to? Uh, it, so the way I teach it, it'd be, it would be absolutely the same mm-hmm. because I have an agency, but people don't know my agency the way they know me. I'm the face of it. Um, and this is the same with any business. You have salespeople and clients, if they like the salesperson, they build a relationship with them. I mean, that's a key strategy for high level salespeople. Right. Then they want to do, they want to ha- do business with the, the company. So it's the same if you have a brick and mortar store, whether you're a hair salon or a realtor or uh, you own a, a gun shop, if you build a personal brand where people connect with you and they like you, they're more likely to do business with your company because people don't do business with businesses. They do business with people. It's pe- person to person. And this is something that has not changed. This is not new. We're just doing it online now, but it's always been the case. You have to build relationship with people. I've sat at the table with CEOs uh, of hundred million dollar companies, of major corporations, negotiating business deals, and whether I got the deal or not was a result of whether or not they connected with me. If they mm-hmm. like me as a person, they like my vibe, my 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 candor, whatever it is, then they're more likely to do business because you can strike a good business deal with just about anyone. But if you don't like the person, if the relationship equity isn't there then the deal is going to fall apart. And that's the, that's the game changer. That's the game changer. So one more question uh, before we go into our break, and that is this whole idea, well, do I have to be on every social media channel? Do I have to be on social media at all to build a personal brand of influence? You know, how important is social media to building this brand visibility and to really uh, becoming credible in the area for which I want to be seen as an expert in? So the real question is, are you trying to create influence? Influence Mm -hmm. is about attention. Where's the attention? If you have massive attention offline, then go build influence there. But I'll I'll just tell you straight out, those, those who are listening, the biggest stage you will ever be on is social media. It's never been easier to get attention. So if you are not leveraging the power of social media, you're basically ignoring the greatest marketing opportunity that exists today. Mm-hmm. And social media also includes podcasts. That includes its video, its audio, wherever the attention is, if you want to grow a business, you have to go get that attention. So if you hate social media, then hire somebody who doesn't hate social media, have them do That's it good. for you. Yeah. Uh, you can have them create the, I had a client who didn't want to be on social media so we would sit down, we would shoot videos, ask him questions, interview. Then we would take that, create content, post it on his social media. He never got on social media, but he was still on social media. Yeah. So yeah. do whatever you have to do. You don't have to be on your phone all the time. I love it. I'm, I'm hands-on, but it, you don't have to do that. You just need to create a presence there. And if you can afford to, build a team. Yeah, and I like that. You know, you can build a team. You can 
hire a virtual assistant. You know, I'm right. in that place now where I'm like, okay, I really need to in- build a team more. I need, I really need a, a virtual assistant, someone who can help with some of those moving pieces that I know I really don't like to do because you can get bogged down into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So great, great advice. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll re- be right back because we're going to talk about uh, something that uh, AJ shares uh, freely as, as a freemium, but I thought it'd be good to have a conversation around it uh, in the second half. And that's seven things you don't need to build a profitable personal brand so that you don't get caught up in all these shiny object situations. So we'll be right back with AJ Adams talking about those seven things you don't need to build a profitable personal brand. We'll be right back. One of the biggest needle moves in my business have been the implementation of funnels. Funnels have allowed me to do so much, like deliver free resources to my audience, helping me to build quality leads. They have also helped me to streamline my sales and online payments with their easy-to-use sales pages and payment gateways. I could have not done any of it without the right software to help called ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build landing pages and sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. These funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes conversions and earnings. The great thing about ClickFunnels is that it is just not your funnel building editor. It can also serve as your shopping cart, email autoresponder, membership software, affiliate management system, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who actively use ClickFunnels to build their businesses by easily getting their message and products out to the world using ClickFunnels. Visit buildwithfunnels.com to start your free 14-day trial today. That's buildwithfunnels.com. All right, welcome back to our interview with AJ Adams. And we have been talking about personal branding. It's a brand new year. And this is a great conversation uh, to be having around how do you really build your influence? How do you grow your visibility as you are building your personal brand? And we had some great, great, great content at the very first part of the podcast. And so now we want to talk about seven things you don't need to build a profitable personal brand. Because I know that so many people tell you all these various things that you need to do and tools you need to buy and graphics you need to have. But AJ has a free resource that we will make available to you in the show notes of this podcast. I want to talk about these seven things. And so AJ, uh, first, you know, how did you come up with these seven things? What Uh, happen or did you work with somebody or has it just been a series of clients where you were like, hey, these seven things are really not (laughs) what you need to build a profitable personal brand? So this actually came from listening to my audience. I Mm -hmm. posted a survey and I asked specific questions, uh, things like what's your biggest goal with creating a personal brand? Uh, What's your greatest challenge? Uh, What are some of the myths that you believe? And from that information, I took that data and I turned it into this this ebook, uh, seven things you don't need to build a profitable, profitable personal brand. And then just from experience of seeing the different content that's out there, mm-hmm. what some of the gurus are teaching who don't even have a solid personal brand, which is incredible to me. And I put it together because I wanted people to know these are things that everyone says you need that you don't actually need. 
And what's interesting is the very first one is you don't need to be famous or well-known. And we're talking about influence. So I want to clarify that. There's a book by Pat Flynn that I'm reading right now called Superfans. And in the book, he talks about a concept of having uh, just a thousand superfans. And a thousand superfan, a superfan is someone who will buy whatever you offer. They, they promote you. They share your content. They're really invested because you've given them so much value. So when we talk about influence, influence is not just about the number. It's about the, not just about the quantity. It's about the quality. Mm-hmm. It would be better to have a thousand superfans than a million passive fans. So that's good. That very first one, I wanted people to not focus on the number, but rather the quality of who knows them. And there's also an article, a blog post. It's an older article. I think it was written in the 90s, and it's called 1,000 True Fans. 1,000 True Fans. And I encourage everyone to look that up via Google, 1,000 True Fans, and read it because it talks about how 1,000 True Fans can make you rich, pretty much. Exactly. And that exact article, uh, Pat Flynn references in his book, in the, in the introduction of his book, that was part of the inspiration for the book. And the author, I forget his name of that article, he interchanges true fan and super fan. Uh, yes. And he described the same way. He said, if you have a thousand true fans and they pay you a hundred dollars a year, that's a hundred thousand dollar business. That's correct. Just to put it in context. So mm-hmm. again, it's quantity is, is good if you know how to use it. I know how to use numbers. I know how to, I have a hundred thousand followers on Facebook. I know how to use that. But those hundred thousand followers, those aren't my those aren't my super fans. Yeah. My super fans are on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page and my Instagram. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's knowing how to leverage the numbers the right way. There's certain things that are uh, perceived value, mm-hmm. and it's attention. And there's mm-hmm. different levels of attention. And this is why it's so important to work with someone like yourself or myself who understands this. Otherwise, um, you know, listeners. You can be chasing the wrong metrics for the wrong reasons. That's good. That's good. Number two. Uh, number two is uh, you don't need to be the number one top expert. Mm. Now, I'm a, I'm, I am absolutely believe that no one else teaches personal branding better than me. Mm. You absolutely believe that. We, yeah. we should believe that. Um, you don't need to be the number one top expert. You just need to be an expert. Mm-hmm. Now, if you create an expert methodology, like we talked about earlier, your proprietary process, method, framework, formula, um, strategy, then you can be the number one expert in that. So my title, my moniker is the king of brand attraction. I'm the number one at that. That's a category that I've created for myself where I can be number one. So it's been phrased, be the big fish in a little pond, be the king of your own hill. You, It's a positioning. If you're the best at I know I've got a friend who's the best at building um, personal brands through podcasting. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy who does the same thing. I'm, I'm friends with both of them, but they both do it in different ways. So it's, it, you can, you don't have to be the number one, but it, in general, but be the number one at what you specifically do, your niche. Which is really good. And I was going to mention that earlier, you know, cause one of my major features to personal brand teaching is the power of podcasting because I've podcast for so long and I've seen the benefit of podcasting to me, it would be hard for me not to teach podcasting in conjunction with personal branding, because that is what has tremendously helped me build my own personal brand is through the media of podcasting. And so you find your area and you massage it. Right. 
Yeah. And you then you create program around it. And so I have an online course called Podcast Your Brand, where I'm teaching you how to podcast your personal brand to be seen as an expert, especially when, you know, I've never written a book. You know, I have, I've spoken on many stages, but many would consider writing your book the, the doorway into really building your brand and gaining visibility. However, because of uh, how the trends have moved and because we live in this digital age, you know, having that podcast has helped bring a level of credibility for me without necessarily being an author. Not that I don't want to write a book, not that I won't write a book, but that podcast has really helped me with my own visibility and credibility where I did not have a book. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's powerful. Good. Number three. So number three is you don't need to have clients or crazy results to build a profitable personal brand. <laughs> and I, I love this one because I know when people read that, they're, they're thinking to themselves. I mean, in fact, the first line in that chapter says, what? Hold up a damn minute, AJ. Right. Because it's you, you don't. You don't have to have clients or crazy results. Here's what I mean. When I started as a speaker, and then again, when I started as an agency, I uh, doing coaching and consulting for uh, brands and digital marketing, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to run Facebook ads. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a digital marketing expert and I'm still not an expert now. I'm a strategist. I I get how it works. But what I did was I went and got results for myself. Mm -hmm. I made myself my client and then I snowballed it. So I took the results I got for myself. For example, I posted on social media that I was going to do coaching and consulting. This was back in 2016, 2017, Mm -hmm. right before I really launched my agency. And I spent $6 on Linktree. Uh, I, I think I ran maybe a couple $5 ads, $20 total is what I spent in 45 days. I closed, uh, three or four clients worth $20,000 just for my content. I didn't, I wasn't even promoting results. They were just looking at, at, well, they were looking at my results, my brand, and they realized, Oh, I want this, his content. He says things that make sense to me. They resonate with my passion, my problem, my pain, which is something I teach. And then they, they, one call closed. $5,000 uh, for coaching, $1,500 a month, $1,250 a month for six months, closed it. Then I took those results and I leveraged that to get a bigger client and then a bigger client. Eventually, I had one client that was paying me $13,000 a month and we worked with them for six or seven months. So you start off getting results for yourself. You leverage those results to get another client, leverage their results. And if you, as long as you're focusing on getting real results for your clients, you can keep leveraging and snowballing that into bigger and better clients. Getting real results for your clients. Right, That's getting real, real results, <laughs> tangible, real yeah. results. Good. And, and don't take on clients that you don't, you're not absolutely confident you can get results for. Uh, that's a key strategy. That's why the top experts are very selective with their clients because uh, you know it's like a lawyer. A lawyer who has a 96%, 96% conviction rate, it's because they only select clients they know they can win for. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've got to be cognizant of that. Very uh, cognizant. Number, number four, the fourth reason or the fourth thing you don't need to build a per- profitable personal brand. You don't need to have lots of money. Hmm. Because so many people you are thinking... You don't need money. You don't need no. lots of money. You need some money, but not lots. You can even do it with no money. Um, there's okay. a strategy I teach to my clients called focus group calls. Mm-hmm. This is where I literally show them how to sell a high ticket program before they've even created it and not spend any money. 
Mm. Before it's even created. And it's ethical because what you're doing on those calls, just like a focus group, is you're reaching out to your target audience. You're offering to get on a call with them to share with them a program you're developing and ask them questions like, does this resonate with you? Would you invest in this? How much would you invest in this? And you go through these questions and then you follow up and there's a strategic process and you end up selling the program to those people as like a beta program. That for a discounted price from what you're going to actually launch it for, and you end up making revenue before you've even created it. And then you leverage those people and their feedback to then refine it and launch an even better version of it uh, full on. So you don't have to have money. Um, I spent $20 and made $20,000. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the $20 I spent, the only reason I even tell that I spent $20 is because if I say I made $20,000 without spending money, it's not as believable. So I did spend some money, but honestly, that $20 did nothing. It was the content, the free content I posted that generated the $20,000. $20 to $20,000 just sounds nice. It's just marketing. Yeah. The truth is, I didn't, I didn't have to spend any money. You can reach out to people on LinkedIn right now. You can schedule calls right now. Social media is free. You don't need a dime in your, in your pocket to start making money right now if you've got a, a true expertise and you can put together a mouth-watering offer. That's great. Great. Number five. So number five, you don't need to get it right on the first try. Hmm. So many people don't launch their first offer, their first program because they think, well, I've got to get it perfect. No, you don't. Like I said, you, you, you reach out to people and you start making offers and you refine it. What I offer today through my coaching and then through on my agency side I don't even know what iteration it is. I've changed it and uh, adjusted it and upgraded so many times because when I have a client, anything that didn't work well, I analyze and ask why. Anything that did work well, I analyze and ask why. And then I improve it so the next client has an even better experience. So the next client gets even better results. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Again, this last quarter of 2019, I stripped away most of my offers. Uh, I got rid of business partners. I've gotten rid of clients. I basically got rid of everything except what has consistently gotten results for my clients and for my business. Anything else is gone. People place thing, it's gone. And that's a lot of trial and error. And here's a mentor told me something that was really powerful uh, when I asked him about this idea of making mistakes and uh, you have clients who are not gonna be happy with you. Uh, you get some dirt in your name. Um, not everyone's gonna throw a speck on your name. Uh, but what he said was no one becomes successful in business without getting some dirt under their fingernails. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things wrong. You're going to, you're going to screw some people over, not because you mean to, it's just, there are things you don't know. And that's just part, you've got to be willing to, uh, to get a little dirty. Um, and that doesn't mean you're unethical, but even the most ethical person is going to make some dumb mistakes. Yeah. So that's That's number five. Uh, number six, you don't need to spend hours on social media every day. So let me, let me put this in perspective. <laughs> Unless you like it, you know, Marquise, yeah. me, we'll spend hours, but um, I'm, I'm always testing. Mm-hmm. Those of you listening, you don't need to do that. For what I'm doing, I am doing that because I'm always studying and researching. Just like um, you don't have to spend hours in a dojo to learn how to defend yourself. You can take a class and you go once a week. But the, the sensei, the instructor, he's going to be in there hours and hours because he's committed to his craft at a different level. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening, what you're wanting to do in building a personal brand, you don't need to spend hours on social media every day. 
uh, to give context, in the last 30 days, maybe even just, yeah, last 30 days, I have uh, reached out to, I've messaged 1,700, it's actually 1,699 people on LinkedIn for new connections. Of that, 36% have accepted my connection request. That's, that's ridiculous. And I spent zero time doing that because it's all automated. I'm connecting with people on autopilot, giving them value on autopilot. I've booked myself to appear on 10 podcasts at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've honestly lost track now. I got to go back and do my tracking. That's another important thing. Um, I've booked about 20 guests to be on my podcast. I had a phone call today with Arizona State University to come speak to their marketing association. And that all came from autom- automation happening specifically on LinkedIn. So if you build the back end, the engine, use the resources and tools that are available, you don't have to spend hours, but you can still get hours and hours worth of work done and yeah. get results. And I think that's good that myself and many others I know need to hear. And that is, is that most often than not, your traction will begin just by you reaching out. Yep. Not most waiting are for somebody to. to reach out to you, not waiting on somebody to call you, but you taking the initiative just to reach out could change your whole business. Absolutely. And it's, it's the snowball effect. So, I mean, let's get a little technical for a second. LinkedIn, Facebook specifically, because those are the two that I'm focused on. It's an algorithm. Mm -hmm. The algorithm, the way it works on both of those platforms on Facebook, I start, I I realized that I had, I didn't have a lot of diversity in my Facebook Mm -hmm. friends. Because the way the algorithm works, if I friend Markeef, I'm telling Facebook, I want to be connected with more people like Markeef. So it'll find more people like that. So my thing I realized within the African-American community of entrepreneurs, I didn't have a lot of connections. I had you, I had a few other people. And I said, you know, I need to, I need to connect with more people, more speakers, more entrepreneurs in this community because there's it's, it's a different space. So I started friending people in that community. And then what I noticed was, my recommended friends or suggested friends on Facebook started changing. And what happens is I get five, at least five friend requests per day on Facebook from people in my target audience, because I told Facebook's algorithm, I want to connect with these people. And Facebook wants to help me do that. Same thing on LinkedIn. A month ago, I had no connection requests on LinkedIn, uh, maybe one, two, three a month. But now I've got sitting in my inbox, 13 connection requests. Uh, that I actually I just approved them yesterday, because when I connect with one person, the way that LinkedIn works is there's first, second, and third tier connections. So if I connect with someone and now they're a first tier connection, it will show me all of their second connections. Okay. And then if I connect with those people, it, it's like a tree branch. It continues to to branch out. So mm-hmm. now that I have 700 new connections in the last month, it, uh, I'm getting more people seeing me and seeing my brand, and they're wanting to connect with me. So I started first reaching out, like you said, and now it's, it's coming back to me. And that's how you get the momentum going. That's good. That's good. Awesome. And the final, final tip. Uh, final tip. You don't need to hire a personal branding coach. Mm. This is now this one is interesting. Really? You don't need to hire me? You don't need to hire a personal branding coach. And in, in this chapter of this ebook, and we'll make this available for your audience, I basically, I say, but hear me out on this one. You can go and try to do it yourself. I, I never hired a personal branding coach. I don't even think they existed when 
when when you and I first met, I I don't even know. Uh, it wasn't a thing that I was aware of. Uh, I hired other coaches who mentioned the branding, but no personal branding coach. I learned it through years and years and thousands and thousands of dollars of mistakes, of lessons, of trial and error. And over the last eight years now, I've gotten really good at it. So you don't have to hire a personal branding coach if you're willing to invest. Uh, and by invest, I mean some of it's going to yield a return. Some of it will just be wasted money and a lesson that you get. You can do it all on your own, spend years and years and years frustrated, exhausted, trying to figure out how to make it work. You don't need a coach. That's the way you can do it. Or you can go the fast track and save yourself a lot of headache and uh, a lot of financial tension in your marriage, in your relationship, and just in your life by hiring Mark Heath by hiring me to show you how to do it based on all the mistakes we've made. Don't make the same mistakes. We've already made them. Let us help. Awesome. 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 So just to review those real quick, if you could, if you have them before you one through seven, again, for those who may need to just write these down real quick as he goes through them. Yeah. Number one, you don't need to be famous or even well-known. Number two, and with number one, you just need a thousand super fans. Number two, you don't need to be the number one top expert. You just need to be the expert in your specific niche. Number three, you don't need to have clients or crazy results. Be your first client, get results for yourself, leverage those to get your next client. Number four, you don't need to have lots of money to start. Start sending direct messages, reaching out, getting on phone calls, and finding people that will work with you. Number five, you don't need to get it right on the first try. Be willing to make mistakes. Uh, in Silicon Valley, there's something called fail fast. Mm -hmm. Go for it, let it fail, learn from the mistakes, and then get better. Number six, you don't need to spend hours on social media every day. Honestly, there are too many tools, some paid, most free, most low cost, that you can use to grow your brand on autopilot. Uh, number seven, you don't need to hire a personal branding coach. You can do it the hard, long, tedious way. But if you want to fast track it, uh, invest in yourself to work with someone who's gotten real results for themselves and their clients. Good stuff. Well, AJ is going to provide me a link for you to be able to download the uh, PDF guide so that you can have these for your notes. These, this link will be provided to you in the show notes. AJ, I appreciate you being a part of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Braden. I relaunched and renamed uh, the podcast last year. And so I've been really focused on really helping individuals to learn how to properly brand themselves because I truly believe that your brand is your business. And so how can people stay in touch and stay connected with you and your brand? Easiest way to connect with me is go to ajadams.biz, B-I-Z, and you'll find all my information there, a ton of free resources that you can download, and also the links to my social media. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Any last words you'd like to leave with everyone as it pertains to their personal brand? Very simply, I like to say that if your brand doesn't make sense, your business won't make dollars. Mm, if your brand doesn't make sense... Your business won't make dollars. That's Absolutely. good stuff right there. I want to thank everyone for joining me once again this week for Maximize Your Brand with Marquis Braid. You know, I'm always overjoyed and I don't take it for granted that you listen to us each and every week. 
always encourage you to go to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review of this particular show. If you are watching via YouTube this episode, I appreciate you watching as well because we do record these via video as well as upload them as audio so that we capture people on multiple platforms because I know some of you like to watch and some like to listen. And so I appreciate you for taking the time out to join us. Also, if you have any level of interest in starting your own podcast, I just simply ask you to reach out to me via my website and schedule you a discovery session. I recently launched a brand new podcast, Your Brand course that you can take and it may be a great fit for you. And so all you have to do is go to markeithbraden.com and schedule a discovery session with me so that we can talk about getting you up and going with your very own media platform through podcasting. I just want to make sure that you know this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.